Welcome to the MUFG Global Markets Podcast. I'm your host, Ellen Tang, and today I'm joined by Glenn Schultz, the head of agency mortgage prepayment modeling and strategy for MUFG. Today is Friday, May 12th, and Glenn, always good to talk to you. Thanks for coming back. Hi, Ellen. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. So like we always like to start off the monthly podcast talking about the prior month's remit data, which was released on May 4th. The aggregate prepayment, as measured by the Fannie Mae 30-year prepayment, reported in around 5.1 CPR, which is about an 8% decline month over month, outperforming the business day count convention of about down 9% month over month. The 15-year sector reported about a 5.9 CPR, declining about 13% on a month-over-month basis. And then the Ginnie Mae sector, 30-year mortgage prepayment, reported a 6.4 CPR, which is down about 7.5% on a month-over-month basis, while the 15-year sector declined about a little over 9% to 9.3 CPR. So after, you know, kind of reiterating those numbers, how does the April remit data stack up against your turnover thesis? given your turnover forecast is higher than that of the overall market. Right. Yeah. My, my turnover forecast is, is higher than the overall market. Just to give you a sense of, of where that sits um, twos, which are the deep out of the money coupon. You know, if we look at our prepayment model, we're, we're reporting like a nine ten long-term CPR. So that's over the life of the security. And I think if you look at sort of, the other model vendors, um, you're getting something in the neighborhood of like five or six. So, so yeah, we're we're much faster. And right now, when I look at the S curve deep out of the money, say 250 basis points, everything is consistent with pretty much the historical turnover rate, which is which is higher than what these models are are predicting. So. For example, production deep out of the money cohorts, their actual prepayment is around 4% CPR just in this current current remittance period. And so that's on track to fully season, right, to around an 8 CPR, while similar moderate and seasoned production cohorts are paying between 6 and 8 CPR, respectively. So I still feel that our view on turnover is, is going to be proven to be correct. In that during the peak of the coming home selling season months, which are May through July, um, those will report turnover rates uh, between eight and 10 CPR uh, at in the at the money cohorts, right? So so if these out of the money turnover rates are dragged up, then then these could be achieved as well. And and then the market would would likely revise discount prepayment expectations upward. Um, and that would would lift valuations in the lower coupons. So, so I think the May through through June months are going to be kind of big months for the turnover question, and they're going to be big big months for the for the deep out of the money cohorts. Got it. And then in this month's prepayment insight, you had mentioned that loan balance sectors have really proven themselves to be the kings of carry. Could you elaborate on this a little bit in the specified pool sector? Sure. When when I look at the S curve profile in in the loan balance sector, what what really jumps out is is what I call the convexity cross, right? And this occurs right around the four and a half and five coupons. So pretty much you're on either side of par, right? When you're when you're at that four and a half five, um, and the lower discount coupons are exhibiting prepayment ratios, right? That's a that is a loan balance to TBA ratio in terms of one month speeds. 
greater than 1.0, which means these loan bounce coupons, especially in a discount market, obviously are, are offering superior carry relative to comparable TPA, TBA. And, and this is most pronounced in the low, moderate, and moderate-high loan balance sectors. Similarly, in, in the high-coupon premiums, these are exhibiting prepayment ratios that are less than one, so to the right of the four and a half and the five. Uh, and so they do offer superior carry relative to TBA, but based on how the market is pricing things, it's really it's really to the left in the discounts where I think the value is. Um, and so that convexity cross and in, in where we see those ratios playing out against the you know, the backdrop of prices right now, that's that's what has, you know, led me to favor the, the three and the three and a half coupons um, sort of in the loan balance sectors. Got it. So shifting the conversation a little bit, let's kind of go over to the mortgage basis. Mm -hmm. Since February, the basis has trended wider. Can you share your thoughts on this mortgage yeah. basis? Yeah. So, so when I think about the mortgage basis, I, you know, I tend to look at you know, monthly and, and weekly technical charts. They put those in a number of client uh, notes in the past, um, and 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 I use that to really form my opinion on the on the basis from a technical side. And right now, you know, both the 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 weekly and monthly charts, they're all at the upper end of their their respective Bollinger Band uh, ranges, if you will, and neither are really suggesting that the basis is oversold. So. This leads me to to think that we're really kind of in a period of consolidation at at the upper end. Um, and but then the agency MBS market really needs to clear a few hurdles uh, before uh, we can see kind of the upward pressure taken off the basis. So first, you know, we have to get through the F FDIC liquidations of, of the failed banks, SVB, whatnot. Uh, and then the second is the debt ceiling and the budget negotiations. So with that said, you know, I, I feel there is there's some risk to wider agency MBS, but I think that's going to be limited to around 180, which, you know, we've discussed this in the past. My, my feeling is when we sit, when we hit 180, we're really at, at stress levels. In, and I mean that from, you know, a financial conditions, uh, more macro uh, basis, which, you know, I, I don't think we're at that point, really, those stress valuations. But still, the FDIC auctions, although they had been well received um, and pricing relatively strong, today's indication that, you know, the FDIC uh, limited auctions would be like 12.5 billion, you know, really caused the basis to come out. So, you know, I feel like once the market kind of clears these macro events, right, the, the liquidations and and whatnot, uh, and, and barring any kind of further bank failures or some other black swine event, then, then my sense and feeling is, is that, you know, the basis will, you know, likely tighten through Q3 and Q4 of this year. Um, so, so I'm still really holding to to my year-end target for the agency mortgage basis of around um, around 120 basis points. Great, and I'm glad you mentioned the current debt ceiling negotiations. What implications do you foresee for agency mortgages given the government's guarantee of Ginnie Mae MBS, implied guarantee of conventional mm -hmm. MBS, and mid talk of a default on the part of the U.S. government? 
Well, you know, first, I, I doubt that, you know, the federal government will, you know, default on its obligations. I don't, I don't think anybody sort of takes that seriously. However, you know, I, I do feel like it's sort of pretty irresponsible, irrespective of, you know, what party or party affiliation particular politicians are are aligned with to to even kind of raise the specter of U.S. government default as as part of a negotiation tactic. And I say this because, you know, the last round of brinksmanship, you know, where, where the kind of the default was put on the table, right, uh, resulted in a downgrade of, of government debt. So, you know, it's kind of split rated right now between AAA and AA plus with, with S&P. And so, you know, I, I think this could be enough to kind of push the rest of the rating agencies to, to split that debt rating as well. And so I think it's important to kind of keep in mind, you know, that that overall credit worthiness is really kind of a function of the borrower's ability and willingness to repay. So that that applies at an individual level, it applies at a corporate level, and, and I think it, provide, it applies at a sovereign level. And so budget brinksmanship really calls into question this ability and willingness to repay. So I think the more likely outcome of all of this you know, in terms of the budget standoff and default, no default and that type, that thing is is really raising the risks of, of yet another U.S. government sort of downgrade of the debt, right? Um, and in my view, a, a downgrade would be very negative for Ginnie Mae um, sort of MBS, maybe, you know, neutral for, for conventionals in the sense that both Fannie and Freddie uh, use, you know, now credit risk transfer technology. Um, which which makes you know the conventional MBS more or less sort of self-insuring, like a private label senior substructure, uh, and 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 that CRT or that credit risk subordination stands before the implied government guarantee, whereas you know Ginnie Mae is a government-owned corporation and relies kind of so, so solely on its on its government guarantee. As well as it's you know favorable risk rating, risk risk based ratings, but but still I think it's it's something that would probably maybe hurt Ginnie Mae a, a little bit more than it could potentially hurt conventional. So so that's really kind of what my focus is, and I'm thinking about it and trying to work out like you know how much, um, but it it's not going to be a positive. That's an interesting take on the implications of the current debt ceiling, Glenn. And, you know, that kind of puts us in a place where we're wrapping up the podcast for this month. And as always, thanks for joining us again. All right. My, my pleasure. Thank you. And to all of our listeners, you could go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please reach out to your MUFG sales rep for any further information. Check back soon for more insights from the Global Markets Research Team. 